Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. Tonight on the docket, we are heading back to church. Church! Yes, sir. We are going back to the Church of Poppy. People, long, long-time fans of this podcast, or at least the last few years, know that we reviewed Poppy's previous album. I disagree. No, not that I disagree with myself. I don't, and I don't disagree with the album. I mean, like the album was called like, "Fuck Whatever." Anyway, um, we reviewed it, such as it was, and in the course of reviewing the Poppy album, we did a deep dive into the uh, long and industrious career of the Poppy, and it turns out that among being a YouTube star and having her own comic book and doing various pop albums and then converting to metal, which is why we were covering it. She also at one point had a church. Might have been a cult. Might have Wait, been a cult. Wait, what? <laughs> Might have been a cult. We're not sure. And we've, well, we've since... Pathwater, did she sell? And we've since followed up on it to see if the church was still going. It doesn't appear to be. But we will forever be referring to any re- review of Poppy as the church of... That's no R in church, by the way. Church of Poppy. And sitting in the pew, waiting for his time to speak on it, ladies and gentlemen, passing around the collection plate is the essential Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? Oh, goodness. I think you might have left one crucial, maybe, I, I might have missed it, one crucial piece of information about Poppy, and that is the fact that she may be a robot. <laughs> And I'm not joking, ladies and gentlemen. There's a theory out there that Poppy may be a robot finding out that she's a girl. Okay. Or so just Andrew trying WK, to find out she's human. So Andrew WK doesn't really exist, and Poppy's a robot. <laughs> Got it. Friend of, the sh- friend of the show, Andrew WK. <laughs> yeah. Our good buddy, Andrew WK. So also, the, the one oh, episode can I I'm fucking not introduce on, you, please? We get fucking mainstream. <laughs> whining about his lack of inclusion because he had better things to do than hang out with me, Jesse, and Andrew W.K. It's Robert Cooper, the Metal Coop. How do you do, sir? Uh, I'll be honest. That Tuesday was a doozy. (laughs) I was like, oh, fuck. I had planned to get off at about 8. I got off at about 9. The podcast started at 9.15. And I was like, ah, I haven't listened to this whole album. Eh, I'll be okay. And then... The one week where I am not here, you know, because I've been here so much over the past two years. It's so <laughs> odd for me not to show up. Uh, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm just like a deadbeat dad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the one time, the one time we get the actual artist, a renowned artist that's banging Cat Dennings. God bless you, sir, by the way. You are a scholar and a gentleman. Because... Uh, I actually had a good first date the other day, but uh, she ain't Kat Dennings. Uh, I think she's prettier, but that's just me. I'm such a kiss-ass. Get to your fucking point! (laughs) Jeff Field doesn't melt steel beams. (laughs) 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 But anywho, yeah, the the one fucking time that we get mainstream attention, I decided not to show up. And whose fault is that? As mine, and the fact my water wasn't working. I'll blame that too. Anywho, uh, yeah, I'm excited to enter the Church of Poppy. I did not know that she had a fucking cult. <laughs> uh, I, I read up on her. I listened to the I Disagree uh, song when y'all talked about it. And I was like, yeesh, okay. 
Uh, and then I started reading some more up on our Wikipedia, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck are we getting into? And then I listened to this album, and I'm like, huh, I don't know if this is like Metal Hammer of Doom worthy necessarily in terms of the metal part, not the quality. It's good quality, it's just not very metal. Uh, but golly gee willikers, there's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is, there is. And if you um, don't think so, all you have to say is I disagree. <laughs> boy, boy, we had way too much fun with that the last time we did this. <laughs> it's the truth. All right, so um, here's what the background is on this album. On August 11, 2020, Poppy, conf- the Poppy, let me do my gimmick right, the Poppy. The Poppy. The Poppy, the Poppy. confirmed in a podcast with the Boulay brothers that she had been working on her fourth studio album alongside I Disagree uh, and more. On December 29, 2020, Poppy stated in an interview with Spin that her fourth album was 95% done. She revealed that she had written material for a new album over the previous five months and recorded it with her touring band in Los Angeles a month prior. The album sound was described by Poppy as having a completely different sonic vibe, Jesse Starcher, mm. from from I Disagree, and that, is, and that it is not like any other Poppy record you've ever heard. In an interview with Kerrang! on December 31st, 2020, Poppy stated that the album would still have the influence of heavy music, but it is going to be left open to interpretation by the listener. <sighs> the album was recorded entirely live under the production of Justin Meldell Johnson. On July 30th, 2021, Poppy revealed the album's title, release date, and artwork and track list accompanying the release of the title track as a single. And, uh, and then she allegedly did a tour. So, all right, so let's get into this. Jesse, are you ready? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, it's. I want to say that that quote about how it was going to be different, definitely different from "I disagree." Uh, I will have to agree <laughs> as we <laughs> before we get into this album because it, it was not. It's funny, you know. I, I want to ask. Yeah. myself first i'll ask myself first before we okay. get into it but uh, you know what what did you expect jesse starcher and i'll tell you what i expected uh i expected the, the unexpected poppy yeah well yeah pretty much i expected her to scream a few times during the album and the rest of it i had no idea what we were going to be getting uh compared to what we listened to the last time on the metal hammer of doom there was almost an uh, there was almost a time where you pitched me to talk about the scream uh ep that she did and i was like dude you need to listen to that album because i think it's like six tracks of just her screaming and ambient (laughs) noise (laughs) and that was it i mean it was really strange and each each song not not strange avant-garde somebody's jacked off to that album i just want to make that clear (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude seriously uh so yeah, I, I I knew to expect the unexpected. I knew what we had already had the opportunity to talk about with Poppy was going to most likely change. So were you expecting the same thing, Mark? Yeah, no. It, so this isn't going to be another repeat of the Andrew WK thing because I got a very listenable, fun album. But I'm not going to lie, I was like you, and I assumed that we were going to get more of that harder edge pops, like fusion sound, that we got on I Disagree. And and here's the thing about the poppy, 
is she's promoted a lot of her music through NXT. As a matter of fact, her last EP was called Eat NXT Soundtrack. Like, and everything she's played live at various NXT takeovers has been the heavier stuff that she's created over the past two years. So I think my only sort of reticence about this whole album is that you, you've you kind of made a name for yourself in the metal community as being this, this metal fusion act, and then you give us Flux, and Flux, as we're going to listen over the course of the next 45 minutes or so, is a very pop-punk kind of album. And yes, in the Venn diagram of people, of music fans, sure, some some music fans like the pop-punk, they like the Blink-182, and, you know, they like the Green Day, uh, and but they also like metal. But not, but certainly there are people on the outside of that Venn diagram who, you know, they only like one or the other, and in fact, very much dislike the other. So I'm not entirely sure. Now, the poppy doesn't need to concern herself with, you know. She doesn't. She doesn't. With who likes what. That is not a concern of the poppy. No. No. She uh, wakes up in the morning and she puts on her bunny bunny slippers and her silk robe. And she wanders about the house and she says, today I'm going to be an omelet. And so she is because she's the poppy. And then the next day, she's like, I'm going to make a pop punk album. Because, and that's just what she does, right? She, they, they, you can't tell Poppy what to do, and she's not going to concern herself with what you might like and not like about her. She's Poppy, right? That's right. That's right. That's right, booty. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird that, like, middle-aged men are spending this much time talking about this idiot? No. <laughs> I'm not middle-aged. Not at all. I like it's that be that's something your, to do on a Wednesday night. I like that that's your takeaway, Robert. Like, hey, like none of the rest of that. Oh, the rest of that's fine. But I'm not middle-aged, old man. I mean, I just wanted to make that clear. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so for all the single ladies, and I'm sure there's so many listening to this podcast, Robert Cooper is young, fun, and full of cum, and he's waiting for oh, you. My. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that, but... Uh... <laughs> You're not denying well, let's it. just say Pop Goes the Weasels, a very interesting game in this house. <laughs> and the weasel goes Pop. All right, speaking of which, let's talk. <laughs> speaking of Pop. Somebody's named their dick the weasel just for that reason. <laughs> so the Poppy, here we go. <laughs> Fucking podcast already off the rails. Uh, here we go. We got the first three uh, singles. Uh, first three record. Blah, First three songs off the album here. Flux, Less Than the Damage, and So Mean. You're so mean!
All right, that was Flux less than the damage, and how did you get so mean, Jesse Starcher? So mean. So, <laughs> uh, I think Flux, when I first started the number one track off of this album, I was like, ooh, we're going to get some heavy stuff, because I had no idea, no clue what we were going to be getting. And I know that I told you guys that I would be listening to this on Friday and sending you messages immediately, uh, I did listen to it, but I didn't feel the need to really get a hold of you guys and go, oh my goodness, you got to hear this track. But Flux did stick out to me as one of the better ones off of here. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Less than the damage. Okay, so right there, uh, if you didn't get the sense in Flux that as, as hard as it started, it kind of softened out a little bit, became pretty poppy. Less than the, and, uh-huh. and, and I'm, <laughs> uh, less than the damage. Uh, is is just as poppy as uh, you know a little bit more poppy I guess you would say um, and then so mean it's like bubblegum pop yeah I mean, my goodness it's 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 catchy though all three of these songs are pretty decent uh, I'd say flux and so mean are the standouts for me uh, on the album itself as a matter of fact uh, I enjoy them they're definitely not as heavy as I wanted them to be uh, but then again, I should have known better. So, uh, it one of the words or descriptors, I should say, that was used in some of the reviews that I was uh, listening to today as they were talking about this album, uh, I heard '90s a lot. So, if you guys hear any of that as we go through the album, or if you've heard it already, uh, tell me if that if you feel that fits the bill. Does this feel like something that? was influenced by some of the stuff we heard coming out of the 90s. You guys were more along... I, I was mostly rap and metal. <laughs> so I didn't really <laughs> fall... Jesse couldn't, get, to boy bands. Jesse couldn't get enough of that gangster <laughs> that's shit. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, a good point. You know, it's funny because I was listening to So Mean and it kind of reminded me of, like, The Breeders. Um, yep. You know, that whole, like, mid... mid to late 90s quote-unquote alternative grunge sound uh that was on the radio at the time and so like like i heard so mean and i'm like oh this is like letters to cleo and the breeders and like that genre of music um and less than the damage was like traditional punk sounding and flux was almost like a like a dance song you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i agree coop i mean yeah uh so this was really my first time getting into poppy uh, deep dive because I didn't really listen to much of I disagree I listened to a few tracks when y'all uh, yeah when I saw y'all listen to it because I was just oh let me see and then I was like oh, okay this is something this this exists <laughs> uh, for me I really felt that less than the damage actually was really evocative of that early 2000s pop punk because mm-hmm. I am uh, that is I mean guilty pleasure is not necessarily a thing but it is one of my little uh the thing like every time i do karaoke it's always like hawthorne heights or early panic at the disco or something you know to go with my dio and metallica because like i I really enjoy that music it's fun you know it's uh it's fun it's catchy you know you love to sing it and it really was evocative of that uh i'm not as uh experienced in that 90s alternative that late 90s alternative because again i listened to boy bands and i was like nine in 1999 so yeah in sync or in bust was my life god i loved in sync that was literally all i listened to <laughs> now look at me 
Uh, but I mean, in terms of uh, the songs themselves, though, I found them uh, very interesting. There's some of these songs I've been looking at uh, Genius.com, which uh, with so mean they were, you know, with interviews with the poppy herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking about this song was kind of her looking at herself and trying to figure out when did she start getting all these negative emotions and that they were all really pointed at herself and trying to figure out well, where did these come from? And uh, she could really just kind of figure it out that, you know, throughout her young adult life, it was really kind of ingrained to her to hate herself in some ways. Uh, and I think that's just very, a very interesting sort of song because, you know, as somebody that has been going through good mental health uh, therapy time yeah i mean that's something especially in our lives we don't really realize what uh certain people in our lives really build us up to be or not and i think that's very interesting uh flux Hmm? i was just gonna say there is just the two albums that i've listened to this one and and uh i disagree she does a lot of self-exploration uh, and when it comes to her lyrics, you can tell that she's looking at herself and how she uh, how she acts or how she reacts um, and how she I mean, it, if I remember correctly, some of the stuff that she has put out there uh, is just talking about I don't want to say becoming a woman, but becoming a person um, and I believe it's, in it's all seriousness that she doesn't also i i want to say she doesn't necessarily identify as a like specific gender mm-hmm. i think i was reading that she was questioning but has mm-hmm. kind of decided i'm a girl you know here's what i think if i could be serious for a moment because because a lot of this is is shtick and i and i own that that this the poppy has become great fodder for jesse and i to bullshit around and, and kid <laughs> the artist kid ourselves you know we have fun with it but yeah. Um, here, here's where I think Poppy has value in today's culture. I think if we're being fair-minded, um, I'm going to get on my pedestal here for a second, but I think if we're being fair-minded and we're not being prejudiced, I think there are a lot of people who are having difficulties with prescribed gender norms in this world, but that's, that, that's not accepted by a lot of people. You know, um, they, they, people are very much comfortable with prescribed gender norms and think you should try to live up to them um and that that's that's cause for consternation that's cause for you know mental health issues with a lot of people as they struggle with these things and so there here's poppy right is where i'm going with this Here, here's poppy who is a very famous and popular and talented artist who's like normalizing questioning gender norms and i'm not saying everyone should or or everyone has to but the but for the people that are, it's, I think it's good to see somebody out there who is doing those things, but is also successful, and mm-hmm. ta- you know, and um, I th- may she she may or she may not be singing to those people. Not no, not everyone going through that struggle might even like this kind of music. But I think it's good to see that there are people out there and who are not all just like in the shadows or unsuccessful or you know. Con- consumed by their mental health issues. I think Poppy is a very positive thing for the culture. Hmm. I agree. Yeah, I could. You, I mean, I can dig that. You it's... don't disagree? I do not disagree. <laughs> I, I do not disagree either. I, uh, no, I mean, I, I really agree with where, where you're coming from, from that, because, you know, when I was looking at, uh, you know, when I was reading through uh, kind of the history and what she's been through and as a, uh, 
artist as well as kind of seeing the different versions of herself that she's put through in a lot of the videos I watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in a way she is, I, I think the song about flux and I, I know that's more about her artistry overall about how, you know, she's always changing and trying to fit in different roles as an artist, but in some ways you can definitely interpret that as a, you know, as a person who's trying to kind of figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, especially if you're somebody that's looking for that affirmation, like that's good. Robert and I have been talking a lot lately about like, you know, male gender roles and, you know, how men struggle with mental health issues and stuff like that, because there are expectations of the way men should behave. And certainly about men sort of expressing their feelings or not expressing their feelings as the case may be. Um, and so, you know, we have definitely gravitated towards movies that deal directly with, you know, men confronting those kinds of issues there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of places in popular media culture where men can feel safe or see themselves uh you know see see versions of themselves struggling on screen and i i think that 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 i think that idea sort of permeates the culture at large is just you know there are so many aspects of the human condition that are not that are not normalized you know, it's it, when you think about, like, what are the expectations of how people should behave, it's a very, very short list. But the actual way people behave and feel comfortable and want to and want to um, access the world is, is quite large and, and it's ever expanding. But there's but they, but you get a backlash. We know people personally who their reaction to things like this is no, don't you, you know that's not acceptable you shouldn't be that way and it's like jesus mm. christ that <laughs> that makes life a little more tougher than it really needs to be like it isn't already yeah. tough you know it doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be that hard to let somebody else do something that's not going to interfere with your own life uh there's i mean it's pretty cliche but it's easy to say mm-hmm. who 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 else is it hurting you know, it's not going to hurt you for them to be themselves. Right. So, so. you know, in, in the great uh, sort of collection of psyches out there and, you know, and genetic dispositions and, you know, various traumas that people experience in the world, is it the worst thing ever that's, that there are people out there that are just struggling with their identity? In any kind right. of way, I mean, we—that's a prescription as far as teenagerhood, right? You know, for teenagers, that's a thing that they go through—is trying on different hats, trying to figure out what their identities are, separating themselves from their parents. But why are we only limiting that to teenagers? Why, as, right. you know, as a, as a forty-five-year-old, can you not kind of look back at things and go, "Huh, I'm starting to question things about myself and about my life," and why is that such a bad thing? You know what I mean? Normalize mental health. Yes. Normalize normalize questioning. That's what I'm saying. All right. Sure. Let's move on. Um, now that it's, <laughs> the more you know, uh, <laughs> this is either going to be a really popular podcast or people are going to send us like hate mail. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wake up with a fucking horse head in my bed. <laughs> We'll say we're only a third away uh, to the end of this show, and trust me, there's plenty of time for us to fuck up. So we got. <laughs> Isn't that what I'm we do best? We're gonna be the we're gonna be the best fuck ups ever. Uh, yeah, that's right. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Speaking of fuck ups, we got uh, three more songs here. Um, next three songs, I should say. We got 
on the level, uh, Hysteria, not the Def Leppard song, and her. Oh my god, Robert Cooper, I'm getting such whole vibes from this. Yeah, uh, without the killing of Kurt Cobain involved. Yeah, no, this is this is free of the murder of Kurt Cobain. This is yeah. all the whole, but not the murder of Kurt Cobain is what I'm trying to say. It's all the whole, none of the ass. Yeah, it's it's all it's it's a lot of hole and none of the bullet in the head from a murderer. Yes. 
Courtney Love killed him. She did. She totally did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely getting some whole vibes on that last song. Which, yeah, for sure. Uh, which, upon reading, actually is very interesting because uh, what she was really looking for with that is, and she said the song's actually two years old, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of getting to know herself as an artist and how much of that is her and how much of that is you know, perceived as being controlled or how much of that is controlled and kind of, you know, brought upon by some, some creative force, creative team, if you get what I'm saying. You know, this kind of reminds me of this experience, not, not musically, but just the sort of experience and evolution. Poppy kind of reminds me of baby metal because baby metal is like debut album was fucking raucous. Um, also one of our popular reviews. I think it's like our most popular yeah. review ever. Of anything we've ever done, ever. Um, I showed up in the last five minutes. <laughs> um, and it's not just because Jason Teasley and my wife were on that podcast. Anyway, um, but like Baby Metal, like their first album was like very much, you know, where we are trying to get the attention of the most ardent metalheads. And I think they were largely successful. And then as time moved on, they were like, let's just do what makes us happy. Like, we'll stay somewhat in the same vein, but let's let's do more of what we're into and less of, you know, rival napalm death in the race for the who could play the fastest. And I- I'm getting the sense with Poppy that, like, she does I Disappear, which was starkly different from, I think it was Metal in you know, Am I a Girl or whatever the other albums were. I think I'm up here. Um, yeah, her previous two albums were discography. Uh, Poppy Dot Computer, Am I a Girl, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it was I Disagree. So I I, I want to say like 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 Poppy Dot Computer and Am I a Girl were more like traditional pop albums, and then she was like, let's see if we can get the metal to listen to me, and she did. She was largely successful in that vein, and that's kind of what she's known for now. And now I think she's like, okay, well I did that. You know, like check mark. Yeah. It's done yep. now. I've let's see what other let's see what else I can do. And I'm starting to wonder if she was more like I metal was okay, but I don't know how much of without really knowing this person. I don't know how you know, I have this just distinct feeling from listening to this record. She's like it was nice, but I want to do something a little bit closer to the things that I enjoy and the style of music that makes me happy, and I feel like that's what Flux is um, is more of an album of stuff that you know makes her heart happy and not just in a you know and not just a uh, a mountain for her to climb to gain new fans or that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying, Jesse? Yeah, she's going to do whatever makes her happy, no matter what. Uh, so, I mean, if <laughs> she wants to put out, she is. If she wants to put an album of just her screaming, guess what? It's going to happen. She's going to put that out there, which. So when you compare this to I Disagree, obviously there are some very stark differences. And one of the one of the highlighted tracks that I could show you that is very much shining a bright light on that difference is track five, Hysteria. Mm-hmm. Hysteria is a song that you would have been able to find on 95XIL right here, the pop station in 1989 Uh, so I mean it felt very much like something that I had heard in the late 80s Um, you're not you don't find any of that on I Disagree so clearly as an artist 
she is plying her trade here. This is her. Okay, look, there's there's artists that do things for the fans, and then there's artists that do things for themselves. I I view Poppy as an artist that does things for herself. Uh, there is a a ton of metal fans, myself included, who wanted something different from this album. Mm-hmm. When I say different, I mean they wanted more. I disagree than what we than flux. <laughs> so it, it you we wanted something harder. But the thing is, is that when you start listening to Poppy, you need to come into it with an understanding that what you want is not what you're going to get because that is again you, we we joked about it. She's not beholden to us. She's beholden to making some good music that makes her happy. And maybe she was in a dark place with I disagree. Yeah, As a matter that. of fact. Well, I well, if you go look at the 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 news that was surrounding her back then, she was probably in a dark place because that was the whole Titanic what's his name? Uh her uh, producer, I think. Uh, I can't oh, remember yeah, his name. Yeah. We talked about that. We actually it, talked about this when we talked about I yeah. uh, I disagree. Yeah, so that was some very dark stuff. Did you know that Hulu did a uh, there was a show or a set of shows or something or movies uh, that they based off of that whole relationship uh, between her and Titanic that went very sour. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you've it, brought this to my attention before. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to watch it. But again, she was in a bad place then. She talks about On the Level as being like her first ever love song that she's ever wrote. So mm-hmm. clearly she's in a better place. Um you know what? So, you know what I bet she uses to help write her music, Jesse. Oh my goodness! Please tell me, Mark Radlich. I bet that she gets at her computer and she fires up that Grammarly. You know about Grammarly. I I bet you anything that she's upgraded herself with Grammarly. Because <laughs> she's because <laughs> she's a robot, right? Okay, That's I'm right. with you there now. You I'm picking up All what right. you're putting down, homie. Uh, <laughs> Grammarly's AI powered products. Help people communicate. Help people like Poppy, people, robots, etc. Communicate uh, dead gods like Andrew WK. Communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes, while also catching contextual errors and improving your vocabulary and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com/w2mnetwork. Again, that's getgrammarly.com/w2mnetwork to download Grammarly for free. All right, Robert Cooper, you got anything else you want to say before we get on to this uh, last set of three songs? But but I'll tell you this before you do, Jesse. When I come back from this next three-song set, we need to hear from the angry metal guy and what he thinks about all this. We have to check in with the angry metal guy. Uh, but Robert all Cooper, right. before we get to the next three songs, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, no, uh, nothing really big. Well, I mean, I guess if I'm talking, I have something to add, right? Uh, <laughs> You'd be surprised really... how many people I asked, do you have anything more to say? And they say no, but they take 20 minutes to say it. That, well, that's why I caught myself because I'm like, well, no, nothing specific, but yeah, I do. Um, I I just like the different, uh, really, the different approaches each song has. You know, mm-hmm. it's I don't see something uniform in what she's doing, and I mean that in a very good way, um, almost in a there's something for everybody sort of manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can 
I can really respect that. You know, it's it's one of those, I really like her voice. I feel like she's coming from a very interesting and positive place, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, no, I, I have to say, like, we're not doing another end-of-the-year wrap-up. We're just going to roll into next year because there's, like, they really backloaded this year full of releases, and there's just so many that I want to talk. I have, I've, I've had to cut stuff, but then as I'm cutting things, more stuff is being announced as being released, and I'm like, well, we can't not talk about the new Volbeat. But there's no way I can get it in before the end of the year from when it's being released. So, you know, we're just going to we're going to skip the end of the year review and just roll into next year with, you know, stuff from this year that we just never got to. And that's just the way it is. My my point in bringing that up is that if Jesse uh, pulled out his big Excel and threw it on the table and was like, let's let's make a spreadsheet. And he would ask me, um, what was your favorite album this year? I thought you were talking about something else. I, thought you were I don't know what that. you're talking. <laughs> what? No, I'm just talking about your giant Excel spreadsheet that you make. Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Not that the you, other Excel, not that, the Magnum Donger. No, I don't know what I don't. First of all, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm just saying that Jesse zips down and unfurls his giant spreadsheet. Every Didn't you year. Have a running meme here of isn't it awful nice to have a penis? <laughs> Are you new? Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know if being away for so long you forgot how this show works, but it's a lot of dick jokes. I mean, what can I say? It's a lot to cram, but uh, I'll stomach <laughs> it somehow. We'll stuff it in there some some way. Anyway, Remember the safe word is good. <laughs> the safe word is. <laughs> Anyway, so getting back to Jesse's giant Excel spreadsheet, every year that we do the um, end of the year show, he uh, he breaks it out and he's like, let's let's go through every single album that we reviewed and let's rank them one through. I don't know. What is it? The average is like, what, 100 that we do? 100 albums in a year? Yeah. Like, yeah. Probably 50 We are something. not fucking doing 100 albums in a year. No. Well, okay. Well, 2019 before the world ended, the last time we actually did this. Because I don't think we well, did one for 2020. Well, if we do one a week, that's 52. Okay. <laughs> so that's maybe half of your <laughs> over-exaggeration. Um, and then, you know, most likely, it, depending upon, you know, some All of right. the stuff that we cover, sometimes so it might be a retrospective, but sometimes it might not be a... So 50-ish okay. yeah, albums. We'll go 50, yeah, sure. So between 40 and 50 albums per year. Um, Jesse's always asking me, like, what's your favorite one? And then we have to go through and rank them. The point of this ridiculously long story that was to only say, this might be in my top five right now. This might actually be in my top three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a long way to go to get there. Because <laughs> I had to make a long dick joke. Get it? Just Dude, like it's... the bottom of his big, <laughs> thick, <laughs> XL spreadsheet. 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 Ladies. That's, you know. Ladies. You should check out Jesse's humongous spreadsheet. It's Not to mention, enormous. this man's sitting on dual lands, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> no, Mark, you do not know. Those fuckers run for like $800 <sighs> for a piece of cardboard. No bigger right, my, than my, like... My, huh? wife, my wife already yelled at me for giving Jesse shit about this. We need to move on. Oh, no, I'm actually just like, I'm just trying to let Jesse know, like, bro, I am in awe of you. <laughs> well, it's not like I went out and sought these things. I actually, I happened upon them at one point in college. Like, my Were you fondling people's junk in college? <laughs> I was fondling my own <laughs> big, thick spreadsheet back then. I was learning how to handle the spreadsheets. 
in well, college. I, I have I to say, class. If there was, if the, separate? I was going to say, if there was any place to learn how to handle large spreadsheets, it's usually college. Ah, uh, yes. That's that's, 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 that's where, experiment. Yeah, I was going to say, people, people like to experiment with spreadsheets and Word docs and PowerPoints. I thought this was intro to Excel. I didn't realize. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. You're like, this is a really weird time at the dentist. <laughs> Uh, Who wants to hear the last three songs? Me! Me! (laughs) Bring it on. Here we go. Uh, This is Bloom, like Bloom County or Nirvana's in Bloom. Uh, This is is Bloom, as strange as it seems, and Never Find My Place.
Jesse, what yeah. does the angry metal guy say about all this? Angry metal guy took a sabbatical on this one. He said, "Nope." Uh, he, <laughs> you know, not... he said, "I disagree." He disagreed. <laughs> it's it's funny because I went to Google and I was like, "Okay, he didn't review this one, but I'm curious if they reviewed." I disagree, but turns out the angry metal guy disagrees a lot, and I came up with a quite a few Google uh, Google results on that. So. That, but no, they did not review Poppy's I Disagree as far as I could tell either. So, But I did find a few other reviews. You mentioned Kerrang! earlier. Uh, Kerrang! gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, NME, I uh, don't know if they gave them a number. Oh, yeah, it's a 4 out of 5 stars right there. And then what was the other one I had seen? There's some other. WallSoundAU.com gave it a 7.5 out of 10. And rate your music so i don't know this is 963 ratings okay uh they list the flux as alternative rock as the genre and out of five stars it's 3.35 average so that's your rating right there um i mean as far as i could tell across the board it's mostly positive mostly positive reviews a lot of people again see that the artist poppy is to have this range that she does you know going from a really pretty pretty heavy metal album to flux she is able to showcase her ability to make good music uh and you know the band is not too shabby themselves so i'm wondering how much of this is also her desire to reach out to like kids you know like mine or your daughter's age now your daughter is like what 16 yeah okay yeah. so this They're is getting six... so old <laughs> i know man <laughs> so long we've all been like friends that like we you know like it was before like jesse had a third son before i had a second son you know um <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but uh you know i have a 10 year old you have a 16 year old and i'm wondering how much of this is to try to land somewhere in you know in in that grouping of tween to teenage girls because she might have not reached them with I disagree. You know, I disagree appeals to like me and you, you know what I mean? Or Robert Hooper. Being a YouTube star prior, we see that a lot of her history was being a YouTube star prior to being a musical artist, at least if Mm -hmm. you go and do a little bit of research. So, you know, she definitely has the, History of appealing to a younger crowd because you just mentioned our kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably know YouTube channels more than they know cable channels. To my <laughs> so, ever growing despair. <laughs> yeah, buddy, things aren't the same anymore. I'm sorry. But that is. My lawn, get off of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the way things are. Jesse, you ever um, just scream across the house for fuck's sake, watch something with a plot? I text it to my kids. They ain't going to listen to me if I yell. <laughs> Why is dad they, so mad? <laughs> uh, why, 
what's with all the caps, Dad? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I, as far as like this is definitely an album that is clearly more mainstream than what I was expecting. Sure, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that it's a bad album in any way because it really is a decent album. Is it something that me personally I'll go back to? Probably not. Well, I will listen to I disagree straight through probably three times yeah and before i get tired of it and turn it off so this uh, album not my style so on the way to taking my daughter her choice by the way to go see dear evan hansen which by the way you want to evan hansen you want to hear about like a movie that made someone so mad you should this about like the 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 fourth kid that sang bop okay (laughs) all right go ahead No, you insensitive jerks. It's about kids committing suicide. That's what it's oh about. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Uh, one kid, effectively. One kid, not so much. Um, in any case, so uh, my daughter. The reason why I brought that up is my, my so somehow or other because it's a musical and because of the kind of stuff that my daughter, my theater kid daughter tends to listen to the music from either the musical or the movie somehow penetrated into my daughter's Spotify and she's been listening to music from Dear Evan Hansen so she, between seeing the trailers and hearing the music on Spotify she was like you know we should have a daddy daughter date you should take me to go see Dear Evan Hansen and I was like you're right so I did and on the way oh, from so on the way from her school to the theater uh, we were listening to Poppy and I have to tell you I got a more positive response out of her listening to this album Flux than I did when uh, a couple of years ago when I played I Disagree. Now, that might also have been she was a little bit younger. Um, but also, I just think, like, even if I played them back-to-back for her at 10 years old, she would respond more positive to Flux than I Disagree. What about your your daughter, Jesse? Without I know she's into, like, the Korean dance music yeah, and shit. Yeah, I was going to say the Korean dance music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what the kids love. Uh... Yeah, she really gravitates towards the the K-pop and BTS and you know, all the other. Because they're so damn band. good at marketing. That's why J-pop never goes anywhere because it's in, they don't fucking penetrate the cultural zeitgeist. They close it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm saying right, like I know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, yeah, no, I agree. I I'm a student of Japanese culture, as evidenced well, I, by the animes that I've reviewed. I won't. Hey, I, won't. I was trying to get you to watch 1980s real robot mecha anime. Fuck so. off, Cooper. You send me this list of things that like I should be doing. I'm like, hey, you want to talk about this? And then I never heard from you again until today. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we did a little bit before that. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yay, depression. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It anyway. Happens. Anyway, so if you were to serve... If you were to taste test with your daughter, uh, Flux and I disagree, Jesse, even at 16, yeah. what, do you, what do you think she would respond to? Uh, well, she, she's a person that listens uh, to the lyrics of songs, uh, mm-hmm. so I think that this would probably speak to her on some level, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she would enjoy the more upbeat stuff, I'm sure, off of here, although, you know, for the longest time, I, I ended up getting her her own Spotify, but for the longest time, I had... Uh, Spotify playlists such as I Has a Sad and uh, <laughs> things like you that's know, fucking funny 
<laughs> Dude, my, the, so you know I got how some like songs for that. So you know how like on Spotify, um, you have like the friend activity thing, and I would look at like Jesse, and, and I would see the album that we're reviewing. I would see a few tracks, and then above, just above that, I would start to see like BTS artists, and I only know their K-pop artists rather. I only know their K-pop artists now because I'm like, what the fuck are you listening to, Jesse Stark, this? you middle-aged man, you? Yes. And you're like, that would BT- be my daughter. Yes. Yeah, BTS Bops is on here. K-Bops is on here. I need to remove these. They're still on my playlists. I don't know. Um, I think you should keep them as a as a memento. Okay. Yeah, I mean, last time this was added, BTS Bops, uh, they added July 13th of 2018. So it's been that long since she's been messing up my algorithm. <laughs> Someday, Jesse. Someday, but, you may be you may be standing at your daughter's wedding at the reception, and you may have to give a speech. And you're gonna want to, and you're gonna th- be trying to come up like, what can I say to really encapsulate my relationship with my daughter? To you know, as I give her away to this other person that's come into her life uh, to be a part of her world. And you're gonna think back, and you're gonna think back to those plays to be like, I remember when my illiterate daughter wrote "I Has a Sad" as a playlist <laughs> title. <laughs> 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 For God's uh, sakes, you yeah. homeless! It's not I has a sad. <laughs> I has a sad. I has a sad. It's always sad. Let's give me the name of Poppy's next album. Hey, before we go, Robert Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Cooper, I have a swerve, brah. You ready for the swerve? Oh no! Yes, it's the end of the show medley. Oh boy. That hasn't been back for a minute. Yeah, no, I got inspired as we were doing this. So I'm going to play three more songs. Now, two of them are going to be poppy, and one's going to be a surprise. And I'm not going to tell you what the surprise is until after you've heard it and we've talked about it for a minute, and then I'm going to tell you what it is, okay? Okay. I, I don't... Now, I want you to... No, I want you to know, two of... At least one of these songs I've heard before, these pop, these two of the, these two poppy songs. One I haven't heard. I have no idea what we're getting here. And this third one, complete fucking surprise. I have no idea what this is. This could be pit farting on a snare, snare drum. I don't know. Pit fart on a snare drum? I don't know what this is. I have an idea, and I'll tell you why I have an idea when we finally have the, the reveal, but I, re- but I haven't listened to it before, so I really don't know totally what it's going to be but i want on please be joe rogan making bison sounds (laughs) (laughs) fuck how did you guess all right so you guys so jesse you ready for the swerve yeah i can't wait can't wait (laughs) all right bro i'm just gonna (laughs) come on brah all right so here we go i'm not gonna tell you what these are i'll tell you after uh two poppy and a mystery song here we go
So that first one was Fear of Dying, uh, which is a Jack Off Jill cover. You know Jack Off Jill, right, Cooper? Uh, I mean, she strips on Thursdays. All right, so you have no idea who Jack Off Jill is. Good. Um, <laughs> they're a bad idea. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Fear of Dying was originally by Jack Off Jill, um, and it was released as a single with an anime cover. You like anime. That's fun for you. Uh, May 26, 2021. It's an old man thing to say. Um, apparently, she released it on May 22nd. A snippet of it as a cover. Um, uh, she released a snippet of the cover on her Instagram story because apparently that's what you do now. That's what the kids do. And that is. And that second one was all the things she said, and which was also released as a single, which was originally by Tattoo. Do you know Tattoo, Jesse? Yeah, uh, that was the theme song for. Oh, who was the crazy chick that um... Victoria? Thank you. Yes, Victoria. Uh, yeah, I remember that lesbian that. vibe. Oh my goodness! The uh, my wife. Do you remember? Wait, like, wait, eight, wait a minute. Now, hold, now wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> One does not relate to the other. <laughs> uh, I think my wife had the CD single of that, which it had like that song and like ten remixes of the same song on it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I remember tattoo. So, yeah, that was a cover of, um, what you call it, uh, All the Things She Said. All, again, mm-hmm. both of which were released as singles. I thought it would be fun to play those, kind of round out the album. So that last one, though, was not Poppy. Tell you who it no, is in it just wasn't. a second. Uh, what did you think of it, though, Jesse? I had no idea what I was listening to. I was trying to, <laughs> I, I was, uh, was it a cover? No, it's an original song. Okay, all right. 
<laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, I had no, I had no idea what I was getting into there. Okay, what did, what did you think of a Cooper? I enjoyed it. Okay, I want to take a guess as to who the artist is. You won't ever guess, but let's play the game anyway. Mm, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Good guess. Fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can you give me a year? Like, is it? All right, I'm gonna send you guys a Twitter link on oh, chat. That's okay? great. That, that okay. Oh boy, great. I love Twitter. I never use it. I'm gonna send you this person. I'm gonna send you the artist's Twitter, and you can and you can just kind of look at that for a second, and then oh my god, this, is, this bit would be better if I was like prepared. Um, and my computer wasn't mad slow. Oh boy, here we go. All right, link in the chat. Okay, check it out. Click the link. Yeah. Sending Coming us in. the Twitter link through Facebook Messenger. That's right. All right. That's how, right. That's how we cook with gas, boys. Yes, sir. Oh, have mercy. Moisey. Yes, mercy. Okay. No relation to Uncle Jesse whatsoever. <laughs> no, but you're close. <laughs> My goodness. Whoa. <laughs> Look at this Twitter. <laughs> oh, my. Look at that. Uh, Wowzers. So that's Mercy, and she is an EDM artist currently touring in Spain, I think. And that was a single that she put out earlier this year. Um, fuck, I'm on the wrong page. That was a single that she put out earlier this year called Ready, Aim, Fire. Uh, I have an article up here from the Hindustan Times, of all places. Uh, Mercy's next single, Ready, Aim, Fire, will be released on the hills of the Saho two-year anniversary. Or Saho Bang Bang, I think is what it's called. Um, the basic idea, she says, the basic idea of Ready, Aim, Fire is there can be conflict in love, Mercy said. It's the idea that the one person who should be on your side turns their problems onto you. The relationship becomes a battlefield. It has a similar vibe to, I don't know how to pronounce this, Bog, B-H-A-A-G, Saho Bang Bang, and Prabhas and Saho. I have no idea what the fuck any of this is. Um, anyway, she's been in a couple of movies. She's, uh, she's got a blossoming movie career, and she just got engaged. You want to know, what, know what else she is? A dude? <laughs> no! I have a feeling that he's definitely going to be a swerve. She's my cousin. I knew that. I knew it. I was like, this is... You've mentioned her a couple times, I think on this podcast, mm -hmm. or on other podcasts. Well, I've talked and... about her as a child, you know, and I've talked about, like, the, the, for the period of time that I lived in Los Angeles, I was living with her and my uncle, for uh, a while, and you know, we had a kind of like a brotherly sister, sisterly type relationship. And uh -huh. she has had an interesting uh, career, some to some degree or another, as a model. And now she's in films and she's singing. And there's, I've actually seen she's. I follow her on Instagram now, and um, she's she's posted a whole bunch of pictures of her touring in Spain somewhere. So yeah, um, she apparently has an oh, EP or some cool. shit coming out next year, which uh, I might make you guys listen to because that's my podcast and I can do that. <laughs> oh no would you look at the oh nepotism strikes again jeez <laughs> I thought we just finished with that white house so um yeah I, f I figured it was the end of the poppy review I figured I'd throw my, my cousin some love love you very good I mean I would throw your cousin some love but that's I know you would oh, you, whoa, you dirty whoa. pervert keep your excel spreadsheets I to yourself thank you very much <laughs> Hey, mine automatically calculates how much money I need to sell to make my work bonus at Lowe's. How much money you need to sell? Yes. 
<laughs> okay. I needed to sell two hundred and five thousand dollars this past month to make bonus. Okay. You sound like and I did it. You sound like this coworker of mine. Excel spreadsheets. You sound like this coworker of mine. Gives me all your monies. Uh, none of that's well, selfish. Well, I mean, if I don't, then I don't get my t- my extra bonus. So, like, it's good for me to make that spreadsheet. I've already got kudos from the management team for doing their job for them. So, Cooper, overall, what did you think of Poppy Flux? I I enjoyed it. I mean, I will be honest. This is more like a I'm going to bring this out someday, and it's going to show up in my feed. And I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, I enjoyed this album. Uh, it's not quite what I normally would listen to, but it's definitely something I'm very happy that I did. Uh, in terms of top of the year, I don't know if it quite would make that, but it's definitely one of those albums that the more you listen to it, the more enriched of an experience you get. Yeah, I really like this album. It's one of my favorites for this year. Probably not my absolute favorite. I'm sure there was a pirate metal album we talked about somewhere. Um, oh, you know what? We talked about fucking Buck Cherry. <laughs> fucking Buck Cherry. Buck fucking Cherry. Um, speaking of which, Jesse. So my son has got kind of like a nervous thing that he does now where he pulls the thread on things. So he's destroyed yeah, it. I'm- yeah, he's destroyed a mattress. He's ripping apart his clothing, and this is what he does. You know, you know, he can't stop fidgeting. So the way that he d- copes with his fidgeting is to pull on strings, and you now he's shredding his clothing. So I told him, I was like, "Listen, it's not that I'm like even upset if you somehow shred your clothing and have nothing to wear at school, but do know that your new nickname is Buck, Buck Naked. He fucking died." <laughs> just fell on the floor laughing. It was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. So yes, my new son, that's my son, yeah. Buck Naked. Yep, and Buck then naked. the next thing you knew, you're like, where'd the carpet go? <laughs> Take me home, baby doll. What'd you think of the album, Jesse? Hey, well, I really, uh, you know, I had a good time. I, like I said, most likely won't be something that I revisit anytime soon, but... Uh, I've always got I disagree to fall back on if I need to get my poppy fix. And I can't wait to honestly see what she does next because I know it's going to be most likely something very different. Uh, so it's not like we see this and we're we're expecting just, uh, you know, bubblegum pop from here on out or alternative rock because the next chapter of poppy is going to be different than the last. So it'll be fun to talk about it when she... Uh, releases something new. Hey, Robert Cooper, I have a question for you. Why do hot dogs come in packs of eight, but the buns come in packs of ten? No, something much more important. Take my hand, sweet thing, and remember a time when I tried to introduce you to the ministry, which is different than the Church Uh. of Poppy. Do you remember way back in the day where I was like, oh my God, Robert Cooper, I know we just met... But I want to tell you about ministry. Do you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior, Al Jorgensen? And you went, fuck, just get on with it already. I don't have time for your shenanigans. And I went, that's true, Robert Cooper. Let me tell you about this band, Ministry. They're wonderful. They have a million great albums. And they're putting in a new one. It's called From Beer to Eternity. Do you remember that? I do. Do you remember what a sad time that was? That was that was one of the very first times that I got really excited about an album on this podcast, and it turned to complete crap because the album was complete crap. <laughs> we got some good memes out of it, though. We really did. Well, no, Surgical Meth Machine was the meme machine. Um, oh, yes, it was. Yeah, surgical you're right. It was Surgical Meme Machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, it turns out that this Friday, along with Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and uh, a couple of other things that are coming out, Adam's Family 2, is also Ministry's new album, Jesse, Moral Hygiene. Oh, Oh, I cannot wait. So you know cannot what I, wait. So you know what I did? I reached down into the cockles of our archives. And I pulled out <laughs> and I pulled out our review, Robert Cooper, of Ministry from Beer to Eternity. And did you know that you can find ministries from Beer to Eternity and America which we also reviewed and the entire ministry catalog plus Moral Hygiene this Friday, October 1st on AmazonMusic.com. Did you know that, Jesse Starcher? Oh, wow. That's going to be a load of content right there. A load of it. A load. Just a, a load and a reload. Wait, that's Metallica. Um, I know. We reviewed that, too. <laughs> we certainly did, Ollie. Um, and you can find all of the <laughs> albums that we reviewed. The Blacklist, Andrew WK, Ministry from Beer to Eternity, Ministry, America, Baby Metal, all that shit. D. Snyder, both of his solo albums. All of it's on AmazonMusic.com. And you're, but you might be saying to yourself, self, I don't want to pay for another subscription. Well, what if we just give it to you for free? What if we gave you, Jesse... A free 30 days of AmazonMusic.com. Would you download all the ministry then? Would you stream all the ministry you could handle? Oh, no doubt about it. You could stream Lard. The power oh, of yes. Lard. That's right. Lard is on there. You could, uh, you, could, you could put the Lard on and you could yell to the cows came home, uh, 70s rock must die. True story, that's the name of a Lard album. Um... It's all on getamazonmusic.com slash W2M network uh, to get your free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. All right. With that said, uh, we will be reviewing the new album, Moral Hygiene, in the near future. But before then, we have to get through October. So uh, we're going to kick things off by skipping a week. But hey, Jesse's going to do a roundtable. Jesse's going to do a roundtable for me. Yeah. Oh, boy, I forgot all about that. No, I've been watching the schedule table. like a hawk. <laughs> the, the Venom Roundtable. You guys are going to discuss Venom and weightlifting is what I understand Pat wants. What the okay. fuck? <laughs> can, I, can I go ahead and throw in the band Venom just so we can at least be, get random yet slightly on topic? <laughs> sure. Um, anyway... Uh, on October 13th, we're reviewing the new Monster Magnet, A Better Dystopia. Um, I know that came out a while ago, but I like to save the cover albums for Halloween, or at least I used to. This Halloween's all fucked up. Um, <laughs> on October 20th, we've got Ice Nine Kills, The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood. Do you get it, Jesse? Horrorwood, Ooh, like Hollywood, spooky. but it's October. Spooky. So Hollywood, do you get it? Oh, wow. Man, oh, man. I think so. I think I get it. Do you get it? Okay. I think I think so. I think so. Uh, wait, now you have to tell them what you're doing on Halloween for the Super Blog team up and see if they get that. Okay, I'm going to see if they get it. On Halloween, <laughs> uh, sorry, for the Super Blog team up, which is the Super Blog team up goes to hell. The Metal Hammer of Doom slash Rattle and Broadcasting contribution will be Halloween self-titled. Halloween, which came out earlier this year. Do you get it? Goes to hell? Wait. 
And what's it called again? Halloween. Like, oh, and Super Blog Team Up goes where? To hell. Oh, you, holy shit. Do you it's get Michigan? it? And, and it's going to be around Halloween? It's going to be a few it's going to be October 27th, a few days before Halloween is going to be Halloween. Halloween. Do you get it? This is the longest plug in the world. <laughs> I'm really waiting to see if Amazon pulls their sponsorship at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's what I'm testing. I'm testing a theory. All right. Um so yes. Uh, that's what we got coming up in the month of October. Monster Magnet, Ice Nine Kills, and Halloween. Then we kick off November with the Ministry that I just talked about for an hour and a half. Ministry, Moral Hygiene. Can't wait. Anything's got to be better from Beer to Eternity. I mean, we liked America. We liked that one, right? We just made fun of Al a couple of times for being like stupidly political, but that's kind of ministry. So it was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had Ronnie Adams on for that show, didn't we? That was remember, but we also got a lot of comments if I remember correctly. A lot of hateful comments. We apparently found like the ministry super fan. He was like, "Why didn't you play the songs all the way through?" I'm like, "Well, I can't because of copyright law." Okay, but why didn't you say every song? Copyright. Yeah, why didn't you say every song was a ten out of ten? I don't know because I'm not a loser, you weenie. Um. Anyway. I guess the guy was tired of it. I'm tired, tired of it. Of it. Uh, Nickelback. All right. Um, Nickelback. I wouldn't give you a pity black. All right. So you're at your friend's house, right, Cooper? You're at, you're at Nick, who's someday you're going to get on this podcast? One day. One day. Okay. Well, I'll let you do your plugs quick so you can go back to Nick, because I'm sure Nick is, like, just standing in the corner, pacing, waiting for you to get off this stupid podcast so you can play. So I, I feel bad I kept you this long. So please, go ahead and do your plugs. It's all good. Uh, remind me why I'm sober is my friend Hannah's podcast. She does it on occasion. Uh, beyond that, uh, go, go go buy appliances from uh, Blue Hardware stores. <laughs> oh, but only if you're in, like, North Carolina. And hey. only if you're buying them from me. Hey, Jesse, um, you went from like, like, I just want to get all my comic reviews done in the month of August to now you're like recording five more podcasts. What's going on, man? <laughs> well, yeah, so this is the way things work. Uh, we have uh, myself sticking my foot into the super blog team up pool as well. Uh, we have... Evan Bevins and myself doing a recording. Well, we're recording this coming Monday, but it will be airing for Superblog Team Up on Chip Zdarsky's first volume of Daredevil. And it was a great read. So it'll be fun to sit down and talk with Evan Bevins about that. Does uh, Daredevil go also, to hell? Dare, Daredevil is in. So this is the way it works Superblog Team Up goes to hell. The kitchen. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's how we're stretching it. So, <laughs> you gotta make it Bailey's like an quick. <laughs> Bailey's gonna have to deal with it. Um, and uh, then we have uh, we have Venom. Well, excuse me. We have Spirits of Vengeance. That's right. For the Unspoken Issues podcast, the plan is to record uh, a discussion about Spirits of Vengeance, which was a crossover that... Oh, no, wait a second. That's not right. It's Midnight Suns. I'm getting that all confused. 
Yeah, we're doing Midnight Suns. So we're talking about Midnight Suns come this, uh, it's supposed to be sometime this week. It's not all set in stone, but trust me, that's that's the plan anyway. Uh, launched, you know, it launched a bunch of great Marvel titles that, uh, you know, revolved around Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch. Uh, we have Blades in there. Uh, we also talk about Morbius. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun time. Uh, then Chris Armstrong and myself are going to be taking unspoken issues and putting that into the Superblog team up as well. And we're talking about Neil Gaiman's Spawn number 11, where I think it's number 11, maybe it's number nine, but it's the first appearance of Angela. And we'll probably get into the whole copyright thing where Angela is now part of Marvel Comics. Yeah, yeah that happens. Which is so, funny. So you're yeah, telling yeah, me there's a chance we could finally get Spawn in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but Angela at least. Um, so, yeah, check, keep an eye out for all that. And then I think Mark Radlich and myself, along with Evan Bevins, are planning to talk Billionaire Island. Yeah, but that's Granted, not coming that, out until like January, little... so calm the fuck down on Is all that, that January? Yeah. Oh, I oh, thought geez. that was, I, I know we're recording it, but I thought it was like uh, a couple, like a month right. or so after that. So we're going to no, are I, doing one too. Yes, Eternals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, Coop and I have got to figure out a date to record Eternals. And also, uh, I talked to, just got to nail down a date. It's going to be me and Al Sedano uh, discussing, what was it, Mark? Help me out. Uh, which one? Stargirl, Star Volume 2. Star, Stars and Strike. Yep. yep. So uh, keep an eye out for that as well. But that is about all I can think of. Did you already mention... Uh, that me and Teasley talked about Venom and Carnage fighting on the internet in the 90s. I did not. Okay. Right. <laughs> that that aired this past Monday, am I right? Where uh, it was Venom... Um, oh my goodness, I have it right here in front of me. No, I don't. What is the name of it, Mark? Help me out. Venom Carnage Unleashed. Venom Carnage Unleashed was a comic book that Marvel did where Venom and Carnage... Uh, Carnage is captured, and he fi- figures out a way to escape. And you know how? The symbiote goes through the internet. All right? This is 1995, and it all culminates with Venom and Carnage fighting on a big screen downtown over the internet. All right? And there are discussions about buffering and how bad that fight would have looked in the 90s <laughs> so it sounds uh, like a really stupid ncis plot here's what it is it's they were catapulting themselves off of the maximum carnage video game that got uh, released for super nintendo and that's mentioned like on the first page uh and it all revolves around cletus uh is captured but he's the only way he's kind of like letting the psychiatrist get into his head is if he gets to play a little bit some video games and sure enough there's this company called excessive violence video games yes it's that on the nose excessive violence video games created a game based around carnage's murderous exploits and hey as a bonus the the developers get to play a game online against Cletus Casty as Carnage himself. Uh, and yeah, it ends badly for a lot of people. So check that out. That was uh, me and Teasley had a good time. He's always fun to talk Carnage with. And um, yeah, that's that's Mark. I'm ready to get out of here, man. All right, folks, this has been the Metal Hammer of Doom for Robert Cooper. 
For Jesse Starcher, I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave.